0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at TaylorConstructionEquipment.com or call 662 446 1048. Now get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey dad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We want to thank all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Stockville or at Brupolo uh, over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Avalon. Yes,
1: that would be a little weird. Can you imagine such a thing? That's getting close. That's getting close to the uh, the makeup company though. Avon. And that Avon. Avon. Like, yeah.
0: Everybody's mom had the they, Avon lady back in the day.
1: Like so the lady that has like the car. Yeah. She got a car from the. No, that's the, Mary Kay. Oh. Okay. They They give you that pink Cadillac. Avon doesn't have that too.
0: I, I'm sure they have some sort of bonus program, but they don't have the pink Cadillacs. I don't oh. think. You know, you think about well, you think about the Avon lady, like. You just welcome a complete stranger into your house to sell you products. Yeah, that's something that would never happen today. Like, do Avon ladies still exist?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's got to be all online. Well, though. I mean, like, look visit at the stuff. my 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 Avon page. Well, you know they have like these parties. Like they have, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These like the Tupperware lady. There and, was like, just the... a woman
0: who came by my house once a month and would sit down with my mom and show her the catalog and and be like, okay, yeah, I want this, this, and this, and yeah. It's, it's crazy, a pyramid man. Scheme.
1: That, it is like and uh, think about the stuff, all the stuff they have now. Like mm-hmm. you know, like those lo- those loaded tea things. Yeah, or like that. Are they? those those the businesses? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's like a there's like a person at the top of them, and they have the businesses in different locations and stuff like that. Yeah, That's, I mean it's there's a lot of that, and then there was like the Advocare and. Advocare, I remember, yeah. I mean... Plexus. Plexus.
0: Yeah, it's a big I, one. I
1: still know people that, that I have a friend that. who I think
0: got, a, got in early on Plexus, and she, she made some money. Oh,
1: yeah, make a yeah. bank. Yeah, I yeah, know some people that did. make a lot of money on that. Yeah, there you go.
0: Well, hopefully they'll donate to the Bulldog
1: Initiative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what we'll say is that we'll segue out of that uh, to let you know that strangebrewcoffeehouse.com is where you can get Strange Brew Coffee shipped to your door every single day. If, you don't have a, if you're not here in Starville or Tupelo... Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. It's just as simple, guys. Whatever you need Mississippi State, they have it. If it's for you, if you want to wear it, great. But if it's also for your car, your house, your tailgate, whatever it is. And, of course, guys, I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not, I'm not telling you anything here, but uh, it's only three months to Christmas. It's time to start. You can just put a little something in the back of your head. I, need to, I might need to do something. That's what College Corner is there for. Two locations in the Jackson area, originally by Fleet Feet, Flowed by the Half Shell, or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Lunch, dinner, Sunday brunch, it's all the best in town. We had somebody tweeted at us uh, today, Robbie, I don't know if you saw, So we need to be talking more about the, uh, let me find the, the exact name of the menu item here. I believe it's called the Boudin Benedict. at yes. uh, at, at Restaurant Tyler, that is it. I mean, what can you on like English muffin, poached egg, and those Boudin patties. And I want to re- reiterate that if you ask nicely, they'll just they'll just give you some Boudin patties as a side. You can have that with your bacon, you know, a little Boudin. It's great. Yeah, you're right, Ricky. We aren't talking about that enough. So let's get on to it. This Sunday, Sunday brunch, make it happen at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority 1 Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi ready to serve you. Guys, we talk about eating locally and shopping locally. I mean, you, you know what the drill is. You want to do business with the people in your community, and banks like Priority One Bank allow you the chance to do that. That way, when it's time to talk to somebody about a loan, you're talking to your friends in the community. You're not talking to some corporate bank full of people you've never met. They don't know you, and you don't know them. So keep it simple. Bank with Priority One Bank. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Robbie and I just returned from uh, Mississippi State's campus, from the Golding Family Media Center, uh, to after we talked to, to Zach Arnett, his weekly press conference. He was late today. How, are you, going to, how are you going to be late to your press conference and expect to be at LSU? These are the questions I want answered. I should have asked. He was dressed nicely. He, he, you know, he comes in blazer for these things, which I, I find incredibly surprising. Because <clears throat> Mullen never. Mullen always practiced clothes. Moorhead. Or, polo,
1: or uh, you know, polo. Maybe a polo. Shorts. shorts. Maybe a polo. <clears throat> that's um, when he broke out the khaki shorts, and then he got yeah. got cocky and thought he'd wear those for a game nah, day. I these are These for the game. Um, a little hot outside, Moorhead you know.
0: And then Leach just just never, you know, nobody ever dressed up for these press conferences. Arnett does, so I don't know if that's he's, he's showing us the respect. I don't know. I don't, I'm not overly dressed up. I'm he must
1: a, think it's important. To I'm talk wearing a polo
0: and jeans. So and you're wearing polo and shorts. So I don't know. Yeah. We're a bunch of slobs. I don't know
1: what he was. We don't know what he's thinking about.
0: We learned a lot at today's press conference. One of the main things was from injury perspective. MSU safety Jacoby Albert out for the season with a knee injury that he tried to practice his way through, but he said he just felt like he couldn't do it. So um, that's a tough blow for Mississippi State because I know they were counting on him. They thought he could be a contributor at that safety position, but he'll be back next season. But I want to talk about. One of the things he said that it, and, and kind of made the rounds on the message board. Which, by the way, uh, Will Rogers had some, uh, some had some thoughts on you message board posters out there. That's that's a topic for a different day. Did he? You didn't hear that part about how if you think that you know if you're looking back and you're saying we should have done this, we should you're a loser is what he said. You're being negative. You're a loser. He said you're a loser. He said you're a loser. He didn't say we're losers. He said
1: he was yeah. thinking it though. Yeah,
0: he wasn't. No, he wasn't looking at me. No. If he'd been uh, looking at me while he'd been saying, you're a loser, I might have been like, well, what the hell? <laughs> um,
1: I mean, but he, he's, he said that people are loser if they thought... If they're negative. Do, okay. I mean, there were, there was definitely hold, some hold, things to hold be...
0: On. Hold on. Hold on. You were in the room.
1: I, I was t- I was typing up I something tell else. You were not paying attention to anything. No, I was QB1 typing up what, what he had said the previous... And I, and I was also, in the same time frame, people mm-hmm. were having an argument about whether or not there should be another tight end in the game when they were talking about Malik Ellis. Oh, okay. I, I was just trying to explain, in certain formations, there's an extra tight end. Right. So I guess I missed it, that you part. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that. That well, was I'll, the best part. How did one of
0: your, uh, your coworkers, Justin Frommer, asked that question.
1: Um, but I'm the one that gets yelled at on the board for saying that Mississippi State fans aren't committed to coming to the games. I don't. What are we doing here?
0: Because you're a terrible person. Um,
1: that's not true, not true at all. It's not true at all.
0: But Arnett said something, and again, it's something that's it's been on message boards, where he talked about after State gets the fumble recovery, State's just given up an 18-play drive, but they, they force the turnover, no points. He talks to Barbet and says, we need, to, we need to slow down here. We've got to be a little conservative. Because
1: the defense was the, getting Because he's like, we've
0: got to let the defense go. And he said today, he basically said, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And he owned up to it. He said, "You know, I should have been like, let's go aggressive, let's go fast, and let's get points on the board. And yeah, maybe we have to put the defense back out there when they're gassed. But we're up twenty-one nothing. That trade-off is worth it." He said, "That's a mistake on my part."
1: Yeah, because if you step on their throat right there, twenty-one nothing on the road, and that yeah. atmosphere—and uh, you think, you, I mean, you play the what-if game. If you
0: just take in the field goal, then it's twenty-four nothing. Yeah, and I mean at that point the game's over. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going. I mean, they're going to lay down a little bit for you there. Mm-hmm. I am both encouraged that Zach Arnett admitted he had made a mistake and is going to fix that mistake. But I'm also kind of discouraged because this is the guy who said, I'm not going to get involved in the offense. Yeah. That was a lie. He lied well, to us. So our face.
1: Well, just, that, that part uh, is a little bit different to me. And mm-hmm. that he's. And obviously I'm kidding. but Yeah, okay. but like, you know, he's, over, he's overseeing the whole team and he realizes, you know, that was a long drive they're going to score next time if they go out on the field and we have a quick three and out here or Mm -hmm. something like that, you know. But at the same time, you're talking about a guy that's, I mean, he's two years older than me. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's still a young guy for the most part. And he's learning. I mean, he's obviously learning every day on the job. Um, And, you know, to be able to look at it and say the guy's three and zero, and there's a lot of things that he still has to learn. I think that's a good thing for Mississippi State. He's that he's not failing in the fact that he's you know losing ball games. So I, I think he's he's starting to learn uh, a lot of things about you know game management, how to handle certain situations, and maybe there's an instance where he needs to get involved in certain things. Yeah, you know may, maybe not being hands on at all is kind of a deterrent a little bit you know maybe he should he should give an input or two every now and then Mm -hmm. um but I'm I'm really interested to hear what Kevin Barbe says on Monday I can't be there Monday night but I you know I want to hear you know kind of what went wrong with the offense and the game plan what it was and what if there was any reason why they didn't take more shots down the field, things like that. I mean, Will Rogers at the day I asked him if he saw some plays there to be made down the field and he said there was a ton of those. They just didn't take them. So, I'd like to hear why that didn't happen. But, it was really good to hear Zach Arnett say they should have been more aggressive in situations like that. And that gives you hope that, you know, maybe there's going to be some changes there. But, I was on I was having a conversation today and it was basically the same thing that we talked about uh yesterday about you know people coming out and saying this was, you know, one of the worst offenses they've seen at Mississippi State. This is a ter And we see these games all the time. We see w we've seen games where Mississippi State couldn't even get a first down. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, it's it's one thing if State came out in that ball game the other day and they were getting, you know, hit behind line of scrimmage, or they couldn't even uh-huh. you know, move the ball at all. Uh-huh. I mean, they were picking up five, six yards of carry. It's, it's not like the, what they were doing had you know, no success. It's just that they were doing it a little too much, and they weren't changing it up. I've seen way worse offensive performances in of Mississippi State in the last five years, uh-huh. much less the last ten.
0: Yeah. So I think I, people know, have
1: forgotten the Kentucky game already. I think just people just have like short memories. They really do. As a whole, I mean,
0: this—they t- they were able to put thirty-one points on the board. They yeah. were able to.
1: guess a power five team that's yeah.
0: improved. Yeah, I mean that, that's not even in my top five worst offensive points. You can I've be
1: frustrated and say it wasn't a great offensive game without saying it's you know one of the worst offensive games, most boring offense you've ever seen. There's mm-hmm. just so many like. I'm, I mean, I've watched state get shut out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot. I've, I've seen it happen,
1: live. I've, so. I've watched State against Alabama and Kentucky and LSU mm-hmm. and, and some of those games just be absolutely putrid on the offensive side of the ball. Can't I, get a first I, down. I, I was at the 08 Egg Bowl. Yes. You know, things yeah, we, that, we've
0: seen way worse. I've, I, yeah. Again, the, the, what happened Saturday, is, maybe not even my top 20. <laughs> now that I really think about it, I mean, think about how many games with Kroom, the end of Jackie, I mean, about some Felker games. Oh, some Moorhead games. Ah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what are, what are what, the worst? If you meant the worst you saw that weekend, sure, I'll buy that, you know.
1: This is the worst Mississippi State football game I've seen on <laughs> this, Saturday. This Saturday, yeah. Okay. I, I get that. So, for me,
0: Arnett, I, I think we forget sometimes. I mean, because, you know, Mullen, Mullen was a first-time head coach. Moorhead had been a head coach. I don't recall Mullen having a lot of, of – moments where, I mean, he, Mullen had issues with time management, for sure. And he had, but he had those his whole career. He never, he never got better at it. He, he, he was the guy who would consistently go into the locker room with timeouts in his back pocket. Yeah. Um, but it, to me, it's encouraging that Zach Arnett realized that was a, that was a goof. That was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I can't allow that to happen. And I'm interested, though, to see, going forward, how he, how he handles that. You know, if this coming this Saturday, LSU has a long drive and state forces a turnover,
1: you know, the state come out throwing the football. Yeah, I mean what do you want to see from Zach Arnett? Like what like where where would be your sweet spot with what he is as a head coach? Because I've seen people say I like that he stays out of the way, he's not he's not gonna be dabbling in the defense, offense, whatever. And then some people are kind of you know, I've talked to some coaches. And, you know, some other people that are kind of concerned that, you know, he's kind of just standing off on the side or whatever. So what, like, what is the correct way for him to handle being a head coach? Is it somewhere in I, between? I think that
0: the leech model of leave the other side of the ball alone really works for me outside of, like, massive decisions, right? Right. Like, like defensively, he should be really involved. Yeah, he can be involved defensively all he wants, and he's the CEO, right? He has fifty. As Moorhead used to say, "Yeah, I got fifty-one percent of the vote." Right? If he wants to go for it, we're going to go for it. Yeah. If he wants to to kick the field goal, kick the field goal. But to to come to your coordinator and be like, "Hey, we need to we need to run the ball here," mm-hmm. that I'm not I'm
1: not down with that. Yeah, I, I've never truly loved the head coach being a play caller. Right. Like. You know, I I think that there's so much going on in the ball game that it can be a little distracting. I like the guy that is the offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator that game planned all week and doesn't have to worry about both sides of the ball. I like that guy to be focused, laser focused in on what's happening in the game, and that guy to be the one calling the plays. And I think that's the way Arnett's handling it right now. I mean, I think it's okay. I, like I I don't see a whole lot of issues with. What he's doing right as a head coach, but you know there's obviously certain things that he's just working through right now. game management is is one of those he's trying to figure out the best way to handle game situations um, there's you know there's been certain things that you know he could do better I'm sure in the middle of a game, but he's learning
0: I agree I agree I mean th- there is a a learning process for Zach Arnett and it, I mean, it's just going to. It's going to take. He's going to make some mistakes along the way, and you have to kind of hope for what he said on Saturday night that our players were able to overcome our bad coaching. That's that's kind of going to have to be the, the case every now and then. Yeah, you know, until he gets it figured out. And I think that's a that's a price you are willing to pay, especially if you have talented players. The other thing that Arnett says all the time is, "What wins football games is talented players." Mm-hmm. So if he continues to get talented players, he'll be fine. They can overcome, and and again. Head coaches making dumb decisions. Sorry, Zach. I'm not, I'm not but that was a dumb, dumb decision. I'm, I'm going to tell you it was. <clears throat> but let's not act like it's an isolated incident to Mississippi State. All right, Nick Saban has decisions where I just go, "What did he do?" Uh, you know, Kirby Smart does those kind of things. But his players overcome them because they're super talented. Yeah, and that's going to be the, the case going forward here. So, I just don't like, think it's promising for a head coach to have the self awareness because a lot of them don't. Yeah. So to have that self awareness to say I made a mistake I'll fix it and to tell you you're going to tell your team that's my bad that that's a promising sign to me
1: I like too that he came out and said that and then Marcus Banks came in and said I disagree with that it's on us mm-hmm. like I think everybody's pulling in the same direction that they all have to be better and that's that's where you need to be mm-hmm. you need to everybody needs to realize you know I didn't do my job. You know, I, I'm not worried about what the other guy didn't do. I need to, I need to do my job better. When you have everybody pulling in the same direction and everybody's doing their job, that's when you win football games. Because this isn't a, a, you know, this is a, this is a totally a team sport. If one person on the offensive line doesn't do his job and everybody else does, you get the quarterback killed. Plus, you have a sack on the play or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. there's. Everybody's got to be pulling in the exact same direction to have success, I agree, and I think that's uh, a good sign that they left that ball game saying we didn't play well enough yeah. even even when they won the game, yeah, I agree because you got you. a big monster schedule ahead of winnable games but also losable games yeah. there's there's not a whole lot of games that you look on the schedule at this point and say that's a guaranteed win.
0: no, you have two non conference games remaining. I would say Western Michigan you feel is going to be a, a guaranteed win. USM is is close to that, but at the same time, USM could come in and if state plays like they played Saturday, they could find a way. Well, they have SEC guys. They have guys that were on SEC rosters. Yeah, I mean that's so, what the, the portal has given them guys that Mississippi State and Ole Miss and other schools have recruited. And you, they have an elite. They have an elite football player on offense in Frank Gore.
1: Yeah, if you just come in there and sleepwalk, mm-hmm. then
0: yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. Speaking of the schedule, uh, we got the news today. As it's our first uh, first one of these, uh, the next the schedule for the twenty third Mississippi State a six thirty kickoff for uh, the SEC network. So the same crew that did uh, this past weekend's game, Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, Cole Kubrick will be on the sidelines uh, in Columbia uh, for Mississippi State South Carolina a six thirty kickoff. Should be a really good atmosphere uh, down there in Columbia. Columbia, a very underrated SEC stadium and atmosphere.
1: It is. I've never been. I've- I'm kind of annoyed at myself for never going there, mm-hmm. and I wish that I could go this week, but um, I got—it's just impossible for me to get up there. I got football on Friday nights, but yeah. that place—the atmosphere there—is definitely underrated when you compare it to you know other places around the SEC. It, it just—I've never been there, but it just everything that I've heard from other people and what I've seen on television and stuff—it it seems like a great place yeah I've been there I've only been there once uh, and it's been a long long time but I remember how
0: you know I was like this place this gets loud it gets loud there it's it's very underrated so six thirty kick for that one um let's play a song real quick <laughs> All right, Mississippi State picks up a commitment on Sunday from four-star tight end Ja'Cory. Is it witted? Yeah. Okay. Someone will let me know if it's not.
1: Uh Did you think it was going to be whited? It could be.
0: With Ted. With
1: Ted. Yeah. Uh,
0: commitment. Uh, offers from – this is a good offer list when you look at it. Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, Florida, uh, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Wisconsin. That's a, that's a, that's a good group. Uh, rated as the number 21 overall tight end nationally. State was in need of a tight end after the decommitment of Jay Lindsey, who I'm, I'm shocked is not a 95 four-star just yet, by the way, after he committed to Alabama.
1: Well, they got to wait a few weeks, so Make it doesn't look yeah. so... Yeah.
0: so you know, just, yeah. I would just do Just be a heel. Embrace yeah. it. Kid commits to Alabama 90, five, five minutes later.
1: Recruiting update.
0: <laughs> Jay Lindsey now a 94 overall. Kind of like Josh Flowers dropping after not playing a game. Yeah, after not playing yeah, a game, playing game so... Uh, good pickup for state. though. like I said they needed a uh they needed a, a tight end and they got a really good one out of the uh,
1: state of uh Alabama. Alabama. Same high school as Corey Thomas and Dez Harris went there That's too. That's correct. McAdory, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like this kid. I I mentioned it uh yesterday. I saw him at the cookout deal that they had Mississippi yeah. State had and Easily, to me, the most impressive-looking kid there, physically. Every bit of 6'4", six, 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 250, built, just a good-looking kid. Looks like an SEC football player. And mm-hmm. one of those guys, when he walked in the door, I asked somebody immediately, who is that? Mm-hmm. Because he looked incredible. And – um, you know, I mean, a, a kid that picked up some really good offers early. Now, I mean, could he commit to Alabama right now? Probably not. I mean, no. Auburn, probably not. Florida, I don't know. But, I mean, look at the offer sheet. Wisconsin, West Virginia, A&M, mm-hmm. um, Louisville, Arkansas, Bama, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee. That, that, to me, even if he couldn't commit to those teams right now, that, to me, tells me – that they saw something in this kid at some point. And it's one of those deals where, you know, Alabama and Auburn might not take him right now or might not be willing to take him in this class, but at one point they it looked like they were going to take him. And if those teams are in, the, in, the, in that state, consider him an SEC football player, consider him good enough to play for them, he's good enough to play for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And... He he kind of fits the mold of what Mississippi State is wanting to do at that tight end position. Athletic, but he's also big and physical. He can get out there and give you a, a, a big blocking presence there. And it's kind of what we talked about with Zach Arnett today uh, when he was asked about Malik Ellis moving there. They just don't have anybody right now. They don't have bodies. They don't have they don't have people to go out there and, and catch a pass much less come in there and, and block as far as a, t- like a true tight end is concerned. Yeah. So they're having to move offensive linemen there, and that is not an ideal thing, but it's what they have right now. Witted is a guy that can come in and kind of change some things for you there and give you some true tight end presence in that room. Feels like they'll be back in the portal as well for
0: another tight end. Yeah. You know, because Spivey obviously—I don't think he'll be playing anymore. This is last year anyway. Unless, uh, unless the incident was like,
1: okay, would, we'll give you another year.
0: I think Ryland Goody has another year, but we'll we'll see how that goes. And then I think with Malik Ellis, I feel like they want to move him back to offensive
1: line. I mean, Arnett even said it; like yeah. he's going to be a really good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it was pretty—it's pretty evident this isn't a permanent fix for him, but he's doing a good job. at, You know kind of filling that role for right now and then you have Sador 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 Triore, Sador okay um, who, I, who I think I he's, he's going to
0: play kind of like what Antonio Harmon hybrid like, yeah not not really attached to the line of scrimmage bring him in motion try to create some mismatches yeah but that, I feel like this one, guy is you know
1: Probably more of an attached tight end type.
0: Yeah, this guy's more traditional for sure.
1: I mean, six five and coming up on two sixty. Yeah. I would say that's probably where he's going to fit. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. A, more of more of a um um Jaquarius Spivey type. Right,
0: gotcha. So. All right, let's move on into our predictions, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef—it's what's for dinner. If you're looking for great weeknight meal suggestions, may I suggest you go to msbeef.org. They've got plenty of them. Beef is a great, great thing to put on the, on the dinner table each and every night at your house. It's easy. It's quick to cook. I mean, you can eat it raw for being totally serious. Yeah. I don't know I necessarily suggest that, but you can do it. And it's good for you. Packed with protein, vitamins, minerals. A great meal that tastes great and is good for you. You just can't go wrong with that. So, msbeef.org is the website. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. What a great place to be after the game Saturday. Get in there after the game, an early dinner or late lunch, however you want to look at it, and then just sit in there, have a cold beer, watch some college football. Man, that sounds like a fantastic afternoon in Starkville. And if you want to stay out late in the Cotton District, well, then they'll... they are the maybe the world's only barbecue restaurant slash nightclub in America.
1: Yeah, guess reality in there.
0: So, yeah. So, check it out if you haven't already. Head to the Cotton District for some smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Guys, nobody keeps the doors open that long if they aren't taking care of their customers. So, if you need technology for your business, give them a call. And then if you need service, you talk to the same people who made you the sale. People here in Mississippi, that means they can take care of your problems a lot of times the very same day. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at The Rogue is the place you want to find your new polo. It's a stripe out this weekend. So if you've got a, a, you know, a great maroon polo, maybe it's time to go look again. If you're in a white section, go, that doesn't sound right. If you're in a section where you're wearing white, you that, that, was, that was bad. Uh, you want to you wanna get a new polo? You, you head over to the Rogue. They've got the look the look, and the logos that you're waiting for. Great stuff. Check it out at the Rogue store in Jackson or shop online Rogue.com. TheRogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The
1: Rogue. How, how does this? We we can roll. How, how does this person on Twitter think that you're talking about COVID when you're saying the football season should be canceled?
0: I don't know, but I love it. I love that I got one. I got him <laughs> on the line, and we'll see how
1: far I can take him. Oh my gosh! I can't wait. People just they did he reply again? No, I don't okay. think so. Let's see here. I got. I just okay. want to. I just want to quit life sometimes.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he ever gets the joke. I don't know.
1: All right. Uh, Sometimes I just I just don't want to be here, Brian. Yeah. And by here I mean Earth. And I mean, I'm sure there's people
0: that are like, please leave. I'm, but I am not in the mood for another co-host. You need to stick around. for more. <laughs> right, We got a weird week in the SEC. There's some interesting matchups, right? In terms of non-conference, conference. This is just weird. So let's just get into it. We'll start with the ones we're going to agree on. But if this is a weird one, right? Alabama is at South Florida. How does that happen? I have no idea. I mean, they're playing in the, in the Buccaneers Stadium, so at least it's an NFL stadium.
1: But, I mean, like, if you, like, if you said, like, you know, Mississippi State's going, or like, Ole Miss went to Tulane. Yeah. Mississippi State has gone to Ruston. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's okay, fine. That, but this, this is, is Alabama. Alabama. Exactly. I they went to it. Duke a few years ago. I, no, they didn't. They played them in Atlanta. They played them at Duke. Now. Nah.
0: That game was one of the kickoff with like, classics. With, like, Mark Ingram? Oh, oh, Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah. You're, oh, you, okay, when you say a few years ago, I didn't think you meant – are you ready? Are you ready for me to say it? I didn't think you meant 14 years ago. Well,
1: I don't remember when that was, Okay, be honest. Well,
0: I mean, if you said Mark Ingram, he, his last year was uh, 10. Well, I believe that's what they – I believe they played them at Duke. Now, that might be possible. I was I was thinking of that kickoff classic game. If you no years no 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 not, the, not so, that not that. All right. So anyway, we'll both take Alabama. We'll both take Texas A and M to beat UL Monroe, but uh, they'd be funny. It'd Be funny, right? Would be a little funny. Uh, take Auburn to beat Samford. Vanderbilt traveling to UNLV. Those lucky dogs. I'll give the Commodores the win, though, right? Yes, twenty
1: ten okay. they played at Duke.
0: Okay. Still that they were ascending. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to think about that game was probably signed in like 2003 or something. Good point.
1: But like that should never happen anymore. Where they are the program.
0: I don't understand what's going on. Unless it's like a three for one deal or something. I don't know.
1: Greg Uh, Byrne learned a thing or two from his uh, (laughs) predecessor at Mississippi State. Uh, Anyway,
0: Vanderbilt beats UNLV. And then, as much as I would love to see our good friend Joe Moorhead take one from Kentucky, uh, I do believe Kentucky will beat the Akron Zips this weekend.
1: Yes. All right. The continuation of the world's worst schedule in SEC history it's in awful. the first part.
0: Kansas State travels to Missouri. Kansas State absolutely whipped Missouri up and down the field last year. Missouri was not impressive in victory over the uh Middle over Tennessee. MT, Middle Tennessee State this past weekend. No chance you're gonna get me to take the Tigers. I'll go with the road team here. I'll give I'm taking Kansas State. Um
1: Josh Pate going to that game. I, it's kind of random. He must be there. Must he must be doing something in Missouri? He might be.
0: He has that a picture of him in that cornfield, so he likes the Midwest. That's true. It's kind of kind of a strange. Right. You're taking k State. Yeah, right.
1: I, I don't. I don't buy Missouri at all, right. all.
0: South Carolina travels to the number one team in the nation, the Georgia Bulldogs. I will say this: in years past, South Carolina has won some weird games in this series. Mm-hmm. This would be the weirdest. Not gonna happen. I got Georgia.
1: If it was at home, I would say mm-hmm. you know we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm going with Georgia here. All right. It used to be the biggest game
0: of the year. Now it's not. Tennessee at Florida, number eleven. Tennessee. Um. Yeah, Tennessee hasn't been super impressive this they year, haven't. Robbie. But Mm-mm. defense, but neither is Florida. Defense looks good. Um, I did not even see the score of the Florida McNeese game. What was it? Uh, Forty nine seven. Okay, they beat them. They beat them the way they should have. What was it? 49? 49 nine seven. Okay, I thought for um, sure I was going to click on that. and It was going to be like twenty twenty one to, thir- to to ten or something. I was like, oh god. But no, it just, they,
1: they. I don't go. think Florida is the disaster that some people do. Like okay. I, I don't think that they're you know imploding or anything. I just don't think that their schedule is going to allow them to have a whole lot of success. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I like I don't think that they're like like I don't think they're in a car crash right now. Mm-hmm. Like. Like they had with Dan Mullen there at the end, I, I just don't think that they're going to be successful with the schedule. And I think this is going to be a situation where Tennessee's got a little more settled environment there. The you know they've this is year three or four whatever it is with Heupel in the system. Uh, the defense looks pretty good. I'm going to go with Tennessee year.
0: Okay, me too. Yeah,
1: I mean I just I I do think Florida is a disaster.
0: So I'm okay. d- I'm definitely going to take the uh, the volunteers
1: there. If they were a disaster, I think like last week they would have struggled at times and that because you remember like Florida was kind of struggling with like non-conference teams there at the end of Mullins tenure. I don't disagree with you,
0: but I I mean sometimes the other team is just bad. Like, I mean I don't know anything about McNeese, but they might just be really but
1: bad. It's not like they went to Utah and just got no. ran off the field, and that's a good team on the road. I, well, while I just, I, again
0: I'm gonna. Get you again. I agree with you, but at the same time, you're talking about Utah without their their quarterback. True, very true. So, we'll, we'll know a lot more about Florida. I after don't think. Saturday. At the end of the day, we're both on the same page. They're, They're not, not going to be good. Yeah. All right. Georgia Tech at Ole Miss. Georgia Tech has been better than I thought this year. They've they've played okay. They played a game okay. They had to the lead on Louisville in that game, and they crushed an FCS opponent last weekend. Ole Miss. I don't know how they went up in the polls. Uh... I wasn't impressed with them no. against Tulane. I feel like if Michael Pratt had played in that game, that, that Tulane had a real opportunity to win. They had a real opportunity to win. Yeah. without him,
1: uh, they got late scores and people yeah. people didn't watch the game. I guess, and they they just saw the final score. They so, went they beat a top twenty five team by two well, touchdowns. Ole Miss wins, but I feel
0: like Georgia Tech will make them sweat a little bit.
1: It'll be better than it was last It'll year. Be right. yeah, last I'll year was that. awful. Ole Miss yeah. was not impressive up front mm-hmm. against Tulane. Mm-hmm. They didn't run the ball well. When that's two something lane, that they did, defensive great line kind
0: of pushed Ole Miss around a little bit. It yeah, and Tulane's defense
1: was good. It was salty. Uh, Ole Miss's defense looks better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia Tech looks a lot better. I just don't think them playing on the road. I don't think they're ready to win a game on the road against a uh, solid SEC team.
0: And uh, our last game, BYU. At Arkansas, Arkansas went on the road last year and beat BYU. Can uh, the Mormons return the favor this year?
1: I don't think so. Uh, although I'm, that's another team I'm just not super impressed with Arkansas. Right? They have not, but but they are missing Raheem Sanders. They are. That's. I think that's a big part of the uh, the equation. But I just, I, there some of their concerns that I had coming in of the offense is playing out to me. I I don't think it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they can win this game, and then you know they, they've had a they've had a pretty you know bland schedule at this point you got um a and m at Ole miss at alabama MSU. i mean the the schedule's about to get tough yeah i'm so a- we'll, we'll 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 have some answers on them in the next few weeks
0: yeah i'm going to agree with you and i'm going to i'm going to take the hogs but Eh, I don't feel particularly confident about it. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes.
1: I just don't All right. I just don't think be So no disagreements
0: this week. We will no. stay at Brian had to add up two games on Robbie Fall.
1: I'm gonna have to start disagreeing at some point. Next week we'll
0: have some opportunities. We'll see. All right, guys. Tomorrow show is the rumblings. You know what to do. Send out the tweet, Robbie, and we will get your questions in. Uh, I'm trying to line up some interviews. I've got some calls out. One I have lined up and we will have on the podcast feed this week. Nick Fitzgerald's gonna join us to talk about the twenty seventeen win over the LSU Tigers. He told me today, he's like, you know when people ask me about my favorite games at Mississippi State, that one rarely gets brought up, but it's definitely up there. I was like, well, then we'll have some fun talking about that one <laughs> on uh, on on the podcast this week. I blew them out. Yeah, one of the most surprising Mississippi State games of all time. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Robbie now back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.